Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2. Here's Pastor Ryan. God hates the shedding of innocent blood. God made marriage to be between a man and a woman. We are free, guys, and we need to be salt and earth, salt and light here and not give up uh, and, or give in to their demands. If you don't want to take it, don't take it. Make your, make your job fight for that and fight for that. The Lord fights for you. The Lord will provide for you. And I know what they're saying, and I know what some of your spouses may be saying or friends, but we have to. We have no choice. In Christ, there's always a choice. And the Antichrist is, they're going to love him, though, when he comes on the scene. And in the middle of that seven years, when he calls upon everyone to worship him, that is when he makes war against Israel. And Israel will lose their national identity at that time. They will lose their sovereignty as a nation. Israel, as we know it, will not be there. It's at that moment that, that Israel, um, it's that moment that Jesus said in Matthew 24, actually, where he said, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. Buses don't run on the Sabbath in Israel. Nothing does. They throw rocks at your car, at your bus, if it's, if it's operating. This is to the Jews. Jesus is speaking to his own people. When you see these things, run for your life. For there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. And this is when the Israel's, Israelites will, will realize who Jesus really is. They will realize at that moment of, of persecution and holocaust, they're going to realize, my God, my God, what did our fathers do? Jesus was the Messiah. He is the Messiah. Zechariah 12.10 says, Then I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication, then they will look on me whom they pierce. Yes, they will mourn for him as one who mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for his firstborn. They're going to grieve. They're going to realize it's Jesus was the one and we did this to him. And Jesus is going to comfort them, love them, accept them. You see, the focal point is Israel when it comes to prophecy. Because their redemption is coming in the future, but it's coming for them the hard way. The gospel first came to them, they rejected it, and so it went to the Gentiles, to you and I. 
until the time of the Gentiles is over. And when that last person gives their life to Jesus Christ, he is going to snatch his church, his bride, out of here. And then the Antichrist will reveal himself and the tribulation period will commence. Israel is the focal point, though. It always has been for the devil. The story of Israel is in our Bibles. It's the story of our salvation. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Moses, all of all of the precepts, the commandments, the fathers, the prophets, the Psalms, the Proverbs, all of it comes through Israel. They upheld his, his word for us. They, they, they delivered it to the rest of the world by his grace. And we know that they have sinned. We, we know that they've turned away. That blindness in part has happened to them because of the rejection of Christ. And they've paid the price all over the world. All over the world, they have, they have been persecuted. They have been hated. In fact, anti-Semitism is up in the world like crazy. They say it would be crazy for a Jew to move to Europe. There is anti-Semitism going on like crazy. And they're all, and it's causing Jews to go back home. When I went to Israel 20 years ago, there was more um, Jews in Brooklyn than there were in Israel. But now there are more in Israel because of this, this, this anti-Semitism that uh, the Lord is, is, allow, is allowing to get them to get back to their, their homeland. But Satan has always hated Israel because it is through the lineage of Israel that the Messiah would be born. We see Herod in his killing of the babies when Jesus was born. We see various uh, times throughout history where the Jews were persecuted, obviously with the Nazis and the Holocaust. The Antichrist will try to utterly destroy the Jews, but God will come and save the elect during his second coming. In Romans 11, we are told um, by Paul that God has not forgotten his people according to the flesh. It says, I say then, has God, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee uh, to Baal. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. So 2,000 years ago, Paul is saying, you know, there's a remnant. There are those who believe in Christ within Israel, within God's uh, people. And that hasn't changed. There's still a remnant today. There's Jews who believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And it's great to hear them speak. It's great to hear their knowledge. It's great to hear them speak of the feasts and speak of the culture and, and to think, wow, you know, that's what my Lord was into. And and, you know, and even being in Israel, you know, there's a, your spirit is in agreement with God's spirit and that it's a special place and that he's not done. 
You can't go to one place or to another without weeping and seeing the places and the people and how Jesus walked amongst them. He's not done with Mary's people. He's not done with Peter's people. He's not done with his own people. And that replacement theology is, is a theology from hell that many churches uh, you know, attain to, the Catholic Church being one of them. God's not done with Israel. He's not. Israel is the focal point. Turn with me to Matthew 24, please. Beginning with verse 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Before Israel became a nation again, after World War II, it was considered to be, you know, just a dead thing, a dead tree. Nationally, the fig tree uh, in Scripture, Israel is is. Is, it's a symbol of the nationality of, of the people of Israel, the fig tree. And so before they became a nation, their nation obviously did not exist anymore, and it was, uh, the, the land was not theirs, and it was desolate, like a, like a dead tree. But something miraculous happened after the Holocaust. For the first time in world history, all the nations of the world had sympathy upon the Jews because of the Holocaust. And by God's grace, according to prophecy, they were given back their homeland that they had not been in for 2,000 years. No other people has kept their, their national identity, their religion, like they have to be able to come back. It's an absolute miracle. And so many believe that, uh, that the blossoming of the fig tree was this, this very rebirth of the nation of Israel. Jesus said the generation that sees that event take place, if you uh, subscribe to that, that thought, that if you are the generation that sees the rebirth of the nation, then you will not pass away until these things come to pass. And who is that generation? It's been 73 years since it has been, become a nation. Psalm 90 tells us that you know, a person's life is 70 and if by strength 80. So it's right around the time of a generation. And some believe, we don't know the day or the hour. It's been 73 years. I'm curious to see what happens. But he used the budding tree as an example of what to watch for concerning his return. For, the, for although no one knows the exact day or hour of his arrival, we can recognize the signs and the seasons. We can look at what's going on in Israel and say, wow, he's coming soon. Israel was a dead tree that has come back to life. Turn with me to Ezekiel 36, please. Beginning with verse 24. Amen? 36 to 24. For I will take you from among the nations, 
gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God and I will deliver you from all your uncleanliness. And also in Ezekiel 37, in the following chapter, verse 21, similar. Thus says the Lord God, surely, in verse 21 of chapter 37, surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations, wherever they have gone, and I will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land, and I will make them one nation in the land, on the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be over them all. They shall no longer be nations, nor shall they ever be divided into two kingdoms again. They shall not defile themselves anymore with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will deliver them from all their dwelling places in which they have sinned, and will cleanse them. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. And so we see this beautiful prophecy of, of the Jews being brought back into their land by God. An absolute miracle. And Jews today believe that these verses are uh, speaking to them about the Holocaust and how they were saved you know, out of that and back into their land. So even the Jews who do not believe in Jesus Christ believe that these verses are, are God bringing them back into their land. So God prophesied that they would come back and they did. In 1948, on May 14th, that became their land again. And there's going to be no two-state solution. I don't care who, what president tries to do it, whether Trump or whoever, George Bush, one, two, Clinton, it ain't going to happen because God says it ain't going to happen. And so Israel has experienced a physical rebirth and and that's what we read in the beginning of those verses. But in the end, it speaks of this cleansing, this, this spiritual rebirth. But that, those prophecies are at a later time. When the Antichrist makes war against Israel, and they realize that Jesus is indeed the Messiah, it is at that moment that they will have a spiritual birth as they mourn the reality that they realize that their fathers crucified the Son of Man. And that is, nothing sounds more born again than somebody being broken over the body of our Lord on that cross for our sins. Amen? And Israel will be broken. They will be refreshed spiritually, forgiven, cleansed. And they're going to say, you know, what are these wounds on your side? And Jesus is going to say, I received these in the house of my friends. So Israel's spiritual rebirth is on the way. This is why they are a focal point to the Antichrist. This is why you and I can look at Israeli news today and see what's going on in the light of prophecy. 
You know the War of Magog. Maybe some of you don't know. I know some of you do. But since we're in Ezekiel, why don't you go to 38 with me? And we'll read about the Magog War in Ezekiel 38. It's a war that is going to take place on Israel's land. It has not taken place yet, but it's going to be uh, uh, armies that come from the north, from Russia, that will invade Israel for their resources. And we know that resor- the resources in Israel are grand. They have found so much natural gas there. They're the envy of the world around them. They are economically doing well, morally doing terrible. They have an Orthodox Jew as a new prime minister who's a globalist, a liberal. Um, they're in trouble spiritually, but monetarily they have goods. God has blessed that land. And it's those goods that are going to draw countries against uh, Israel. And we read about it here. Uh, now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog, which means ruler, of the land of Magog, which historians believe that's Russia. Uh, the prince of Rosh, Meshech is the ancient name for Moscow and Tubal, and prophesy against them and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, that's Iran, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them. So a Muslim coalition against Israel. Um, All of them with shield and helmet, uh, Gomer and all its troops, the house of Togorma, or or Turkey is is the Gomer there, uh, from the far north and all its troops, many people are with you. Prepare yourself and be ready and all your companies that are gathered about you and be a guard for them. After many days, you will be visited in the latter years. Listen to this. In the latter years, you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel. So who did God bring back? The Israelites, right? And he says in the latter days, you're going to come against this people that was brought back from the sword into their land, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations and now all of them dwell safely. You will ascend coming like a storm, covering uh, the land like a cloud and you and your troops and many peoples with you. Thus says the Lord God, on that day shall come to pass that the thoughts will arise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. You will say, I will go up against the land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates to take plunder and to take booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against a people gathered from the nations who have acquired life. Livestock goods who dwell in the midst of the land. So Israel does have walls. You read about the walls. Everyone complains about the walls. But those walls are around Gaza and and the West Bank to protect them from uh, terrorist organizations. But the northern part of Israel, there ain't no walls there. And there ain't no walls in the south. You can just, armies can just come right in. I've been to the Golan Heights. I've seen uh, Lebanon and Syria. Uh, They can come right in. All right. Uh, Sheba, Dedan. 
and the merchants of Tarshish and all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take great plunder? So there's this, uh, this kind of uh, verbal rebuke by some of the nations, uh, Tarshish and Saudi Arabia, and also the young lions, some believe that's the United States, because England is the, the big lion, the young lions uh, being an offspring of England. But uh, that, that people, will, countries will protest verbally, but do nothing. Russia is in danger of, uh, of going into Ukraine and invade, invading Ukraine. It's in the news. Who knows what our country will do in response? Probably nothing. Probably a big fat nothing. China is threatening Taiwan. wonder what happens if they go in. Will we really defend Taiwan? Therefore, send a man prophesy and say to God, thus says the Lord God, on that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great company and a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am hollowed in you, O Gog, before their eyes. Thus says the Lord God, are you he of whom I have spoken in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them. And it will come to pass at the same time when God comes against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, that my fury will show in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath I have spoken. Surely in that day there will be a great earthquake in the land of Israel, so that the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, the beasts of the field, all creeping things that creep on the earth, and all men who are on the face of the earth shall make, shall shake at my presence. The mountains shall be thrown down, the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. I will call for a sword against Gog throughout all my mountains, says the Lord God. Every man's sword will be against his brother, and I will bring him to judgment with pestilence. And bloodshed. I will rain down on him, on his troops, and on many peoples who are with him, flooding rain, great hailstone, fire, and brimstone. Thus, I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. And so the Lord said that they're going to see his anger in his face, and he's going to supernaturally defend Israel. You see, God's not done with Israel. And what, 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 yeah, he's going to bring the hammer on Russia and these armies. You know, he's defending the apple of his eye. He's defending Israel. And he's bringing down the hammer on Russia that deserves the hammer. And so do these other countries. But our country also deserves the hammer. Our country is ripe for judgment. We are not a nation under God. We are a nation of remnant people who love Jesus, a remnant loves Jesus, and it is those people that are under God. The rest of them are not under God. I don't care how many times they sing it. I don't care if they carry the American flag. I don't care if they're patriots. I don't care if they're conservatives, Republicans, liberals. If you do not love Jesus Christ, you are not a nation under God. 
That term applies to us, not you. Our country is ripe for judgment. And I believe that our country is Mystery Babylon and Revelation. Read it. In one day it is destroyed. And people ask me, when is this Magog war going to take place? Before the rapture? After the rapture? I personally think it's going to happen after the rapture. I'm going to I think it's going to happen after the rapture because if we're not around to police this God-forsaken world, I mean, nations are going to do what they do. And they've been stealing other countries' stuff for a long time. And I don't think America's here to stop it. I think America's done. We don't read about America in prophecy. And knowing the terror of God, we persuade men. We got to tell people in love. You know, you got you to stop with the sin and give your life to Jesus because the hammer's coming. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.